Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts, and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. Well, here we are, 2020. 2024. <laughs> like we are 24 years after Y2K. What, what a world. What a world we live in and what a time to be alive. And my friends, I'm so excited about this week's podcast episode because I have just spent the last couple of hours doing this exact exercise And I thought it could be super helpful to walk you through my exact approach to goal setting. And this year, probably for the first time on record, I've actually taken the time in line with the new year. I am a huge fan of not waiting, not feeling like you have to wait till the end of a quarter, end of a week, end of a month, end of a year to change anything that you want in your business or your life. But this year, it just felt so right to me to align my next chapter 
the next version of myself, my next iteration with the actual calendar. And if that's you, welcome. (laughs) I want to encourage you to go through this exact process because I've just really had a great time doing this. But also, if you are listening to this podcast episode and it's sometime different than the beginning of a new year, feel free to use this same process any single time you are ready for a real level up and you are ready to truly make change, make moves in your life or your business. And the process I'm going to walk you through, I'm going to talk to you very specifically about how to use it in your business, but don't feel like it's only applicable to your business. I'm going to use our business as kind of the constraint to help us bring focus to what we want to accomplish in 2024, but don't feel like you can't take this exact framework and apply it to your life. And one thing I am a huge fan of, and I know this isn't something that's shared by everybody, but I am a huge fan of intermingling life and business and really recognizing that when you are the CEO of a business, when you are the founder, when you are the brain and the visionary behind the business, that you also get to be the founder and the visionary in your life. And you get to adapt your business, change your business and evolve your business in a way that suits your personal goals as much as your professional goals. And I know Like there's this whole concept of like work-life balance, which I think it's actually really helpful for me to have a lot of gray area between work and life and learning to set better boundaries in business also means learning to set better boundaries in your life because you are still a human. And at the end of the day, regardless of where you are on your business journey, whether you've been in business for decades or this is like, I'm finally going to take the plunge. The same skills that help you master your life are the same skills that help us master our businesses. So I wanted to walk you through this kind of five-step framework, and I highly recommend, highly recommend that you take some time this week to do this work. And particularly if you have come off of what has felt like an incredibly hard season, This process has felt so rejuvenating and so fueling for me. So I highly recommend it. Like if you have been navigating a season of extreme burnout or even slight burnout, if you are exhausted, or even if you feel like you are not in control of where you want to take your business or your life. And I'm going to record a podcast episode over the next few weeks about this this concept that's really helped me in the past season, but the concept of really putting yourself in the driver's seat. And I have finally recognized that for me, the last four years have felt very reactive, very just trying to do the best I can with the circumstances around me and not proactive, not recognizing that when you are the CEO, you get to decide and you get to really focus your energy and effort in the direction that you want to go. Knowing that we can adapt and adjust and change as things come up, but 
This exercise has been so helpful for me to shift my own energy, shift my own like state of being really in terms of getting myself back in the driver's seat of my own human experience. And the very first thing that I recommend that you do is set yourself a sales target, set yourself a revenue target, or set yourself a very specific financial goal for what you want to create in 2024. And The reason that this is so incredibly helpful is it brings focus to your effort. And we know that as creatives, the more constraint, the more focus we can have, the more progress we're going to see in our business. And I find it so common with women and floral designers in particular that we don't like to set goals simply because we're afraid of where we're going to fall down or what we're going to make it mean if we don't achieve that goal. However, we miss out on the benefit of the focus it can bring to your energy and effort. So I also want you to just simply decide that you're going to learn how to not shame yourself. You're going to learn how to not beat yourself up and you're going to decide it doesn't actually matter where you end up on the 30th of December, 2024, the 31st of December, 2024, that part is irrelevant. It doesn't matter what that actual revenue goal turns out to be. So you don't have to shame, judge, criticize, talk to yourself like a complete asshole if you don't make your revenue goal. So we can decide that part ahead of time. It doesn't need to mean anything about your worthiness. It doesn't need to mean anything about your ability to figure this out. Instead, using your goal as a way to bring focus to your efforts and energy and really taking control of your business. And one of the other reasons and one of the biggest reasons that I see floral designers not setting revenue goals is because they don't know their numbers. They don't know what it takes to run their business. They don't know what it takes to turn a profit. They don't know how much they need to pay the tax office. They just don't know their numbers. So I highly recommend that you sit down and know your numbers so that you can then set a revenue goal that's going to help you actually create, make progress towards building a profitable business. So setting your revenue goal is step number one. Once you've set that revenue goal, then I want you to sit down and think about (laughs) and really feel in to what it feels like to have accomplished that goal. And this is something that we don't ever stop to take the time to do because we're so in the hustle and grind and doing and check the box. And I just want to hurry up and get there because then my life will be perfect. But the way that you actually make that goal happen is by becoming the person who makes the goal happen. So if you're sitting there thinking, okay, my next revenue goal is $500,000. I want you to close your eyes and envision the day that your Stripe or your Square account or your PayPal account or however it is, your bookkeeping software, however it is that you actually keep track of your finances. I want you to close your eyes and envision that moment that it ticks over 500,000. Think about the thoughts that are going to come to you and focus on the feelings. In many cases, 
pride comes to the surface, confidence, resilience, just being open to the fact that it is possible. So if you can take yourself to the place of already having done, already having accomplished the goal, focus on the feeling. What is it that you feel when you think about having already accomplished that goal? The feeling is the secret to you creating the goal and you making it happen. So when you set that revenue goal, make sure you also articulate for yourself how you're going to feel once that goal has been accomplished. It took me a really long time to even be able to figure out the language around feelings. Like this was something that I had to learn. So if the whole concept of being able to articulate and name a feeling is new to you or foreign to you, A, that's totally normal and it's totally fine. One thing I have found really helpful is to jump on Google and type in emotions wheel. And if you're really into this, if you're really into the whole, like, I want to like really get familiar with what my human feelings are, then I'd also recommend they actually jump onto Etsy because there are designers out there who have created very aesthetic, very high vibe, very beautiful looking emotions wheels. So you'll notice if you jump on Google that they'll be very like primary colors, but you can jump on Etsy and type in aesthetic emotions wheel. And there are some beautiful, very like Zen, very vibey emotions wheels. But what has been so helpful for me is just being able to look at an emotions wheel and being able to understand the language of feelings. So it's very possible. And I'm just looking at the emotions wheel that I have. And under the giant category that's called happiness, if I think about having created my next revenue goal and I go to some of the words that they have put on this emotions wheel, powerful, proud, confident, successful, joyful, free, courageous, creative, loving, thankful, hopeful, inspired. It's so helpful to be able to look in an emotions wheel and go, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. These are some great words to help me pinpoint how I'm going to feel when I've accomplished my next revenue goal. If feeling your feelings is something that's new for you, again, also totally normal. For most of us, we were never actually taught as human beings how to actually feel a feeling. But the very first thing I highly recommend is find yourself an emotions wheel so that you can get the language of your emotions so that you can articulate the emotions, the top two, maybe three emotions that you will associate with having accomplished the goal. So you've set your revenue goal. Then you've identified the top two or three feelings that you know you're going to feel once you have accomplished that goal. Step number three, shift your energy. This is something that has become a very daily practice for me because I have spent what has felt like the last few years in very passive, very reactive, very passenger energy but put yourself in the driver's seat of your business. And this is the power of setting a revenue goal 
because it brings focus. Exactly like if we carry on this car metaphor, this idea of if you and I were going to go on a road trip, we would pick the destination first so that we'd at least know, do we want to drive north, south, east, or west? But it's also way more powerful if you can pick that final destination, just like you'd pick your revenue goal, because it brings so much focus and it helps you understand the clarity that you need in order for you to figure out your how. So when you put yourself in the driver's seat of your business, you do this by setting your revenue goal and then focus on the feelings that you want to create. One of the things and one of the biggest mistakes that we make as creative entrepreneurs and as business owners is that we are looking for somebody else to sell us and tell us the exact how. Like I need you to map out for me the exact step by steps and then I'm going to feel confident and then I'm going to take action. Except it never happens. What you end up with is complete analysis paralysis, second guessing, and you never, ever, ever learn what you are actually capable of. So if you can drop perfection around understanding the how, recognizing that the how is going to reveal itself as you take steps in your business, as you start to trial and error your way to your revenue goal. But this is why identifying your feelings is so powerful because it's like the ultimate shortcut so that you don't have to know the exact step by step. But if you know that feeling courageous, feeling accomplished and feeling proud is how you're going to feel after you've accomplished your sales goal, it's how you're going to feel in December of 2024, then you know, okay, that's how I need to show up. And that's how I need to feel today in order to make that dream happen. So that is the task of putting yourself in the driver's seat of your business, recognizing that you are going to have your own back no matter what happens. You are not going to use your goal against yourself. You're not going to shame yourself. You're not going to criticize yourself. And you are not going to attach your self-worth to your progress or to your revenue. Number four, create yourself a vision board. You already know what a huge fan I am of vision boarding, but this year I've done things a little bit differently because I want to shift my energy because I really want to relish this experience. And I want to go into 2024 with a much clearer vision in terms of who I get to become on this journey. So when you put yourself in the driver's seat of your business, and then you sit down and create a vision board, what's happened for me and this has been so interesting is because I don't watch the news and I'm not on Facebook and I do live in a very like, you know, well curated bubble. (laughs) It's very intentional, but I actually had to go out and find magazines because we don't have them lying around the house, which was like such a fascinating experience. Like so fascinating to be like, where do people even buy magazines these days other than at the airport? However, so helpful to actually go out there and buy a couple of magazines because it shows you how persuasive advertising is. Most magazines are made up of a huge number of ads, and those ads are all about selling a lifestyle, all about selling a solution, all about selling, you know, buy this makeup and you'll look 10 years younger and then you might finally be worthy of falling in love. Like it is absurd. It is absurd how much the advertising industry persuades us, but it works. 
There's a reason that this industry has existed for as long as it has. However, it's been so helpful to expose my brain to so many different headlines, so many different ways of thinking, so many different things that I just don't normally get exposed to in the run of a week. So I highly recommend that you go out there and you can go to a used bookstore, go to garage sale, you know, ask friends and family if they have any magazines around. But this year it's been quite different because I actually wanted this to be a very tangible exercise and intentionally not using Pinterest as the place that I'm going to start. I do know that there's a couple things that I want to very specifically find photos of. So I'll probably end up downloading them and printing them out. But the idea of creating an actual tangible vision board for me, I haven't done, I mean, I haven't done to this depth and with this in like true focus and intention behind it, like ever in my life. And I definitely was relying on like the Pinterest vision board as a shortcut so that I wasn't really being careful or curating the aspects of my vision board that I wanted to create. It had a very aesthetic and high vibe to it, but it wasn't like looking through, let's say, like the English gardening magazines and recognizing, like if you actually look at people's gardens, they're all very similar in that magazine, but is it this one or is it that one? Is it this outdoor entertaining experience or is it that, you know, kind of wildflower a little bit more freedom experience. Like you really start to pay attention to the details. But the other thing that's jumped out at me and doing an actual like real vision board is the words. So the words that are used in advertising headlines at the start of uh, article and just looking at words that jump out on the page for me has helped create such a shift in my own energy because they're not necessarily the words that I would create myself but words that have just jumped out at me. And this idea of I want to use 2024 as a way to, to a degree, like reinvent myself and hit reset, hit renew and recharge. And one of the magazines that I happened to pick up at the, you know, discount store was a magazine from the 90s that was all about reduce, reuse, recycle. So there was a lot of great language in there about repurposing, reborn, recycling, renew. And that word renew, I was like, oh, that's like, that's definitely a word I want to have on my vision board and allowing 2024 to be a year where I do get to recalibrate, reset, reconnect, and just re all the words. All the re words is what I'm doing in 2024. But doing this with magazines has been so helpful because it's just exposed me to so many different aesthetics, so many different words, so much different language. And the one thing I love about the Pinterest algorithm is it makes, you know, searching for things very simple, but it also is that echo chamber, right? The algorithm will continue to feed up to you things that have that you have clicked on in the past. Whereas buying magazines, like I happened to this past week, get a magazine from my neighbor and he's clearly a CPA. So he's an accountant. He's part of the professional group and it accidentally got delivered to our house. And I was like, well, this is actually totally, totally meant to be because it just showed me a totally different perspective that I never would have gone out there and looked at or looked for intentionally. So 
having a diverse range of magazines and inputs is actually hugely helpful because it just exposes your creativity and your brain to totally different ways of thinking as opposed to just like piling on more of the same. That's number four is creating an actual tangible vision board. Number five, and this is for you, if you feel like you're trying to find a way to recover from burnout, if you've come off of a very challenging year, or if you just want to try a different approach. As I mentioned before, I'm taking a different process when it comes to creating this vision board. And part of this has been so energizing for me that I highly recommend if you're coming out of a season that's felt incredibly, like incredibly low incredibly emotional, you've processed some incredibly deep, deep things, or you're coming off of a season of exhaustion and just complete burnout, I highly recommend adding this on to your vision boarding goal setting experience is change up your approach. So change is as good as a holiday. And I do truly, truly believe that. And so this year I have changed up my approach for how I'm actually creating my vision board. And that is a change of environment. I've also changed the timing. I've changed the process of it. And I've changed my actual approach in terms of how I'm making it happen. So typically I would sit down and create a vision board for myself. Anytime I knew I needed to have a level up, anytime I knew I needed to create change, but I typically just sat on the sofa and I created my vision board on Pinterest. So I had my laptop and I would just kind of approach it the same way that I approach a lot of things quite functionally, you know, not necessarily allowing the experience to just like ooze and like really take my time and relish it. But this year I have approached it so differently and it's been such an amazing, amazing way to recalibrate and reset. So this has been such a culmination of an experience of having just go out into the big bad world and find magazines. (laughs) That was such a fun, such a fun experience. And it could be anything from you know, the free magazines that the tourism people put out to magazines that friends of yours have given you or magazines that you happen to have bought eight or 10 months ago. Maybe it's a magazine you pick up at the doctor's office or that somebody's willing to donate to you. Maybe it's magazines from the used bookstore, garage sale, Salvation Army. You could even, dare I say, go out there and actually buy a new magazine. What a revolutionary thought. But Changing it to a very tactile experience as opposed to something that's digital for me has been so helpful. Two other things that I did. One is put on some very high vibe music. So I am a hundred percent over the Christmas carol thing. hundred <laughs> percent over the Christmas carols, but go on to Spotify and just type in high vibe, high vibe yoga, high vibe coffee shop, high vibe Spanish guitar. Like there's so much high vibe music out there and the amazing humans who put together these playlists. So Put your headphones on, grab your computer, and put some music on. The other thing I did was made myself my favorite cup of tea. So you could totally do this with red wine, martini, bubbly, whatever it is you want to do, but the whole kind of experience of cup of tea and even lighting a candle. Like, make this a bougie experience. I also think, too, this could be such a fun thing to do with a group of 
you know, like-minded friends, people who really want to push themselves out of their comfort zone, people who really want to create more in their life, people who really want to build more abundance, shift their thinking. If you have any of those people in your life, this could be such a fun way to spend an afternoon. But also, if those people aren't in your immediate vicinity or you'd rather do this by yourself, then do this by yourself. It's totally okay. Make this truly like a self-care date with yourself so that you can make it a vibe and truly enjoy yourself. The other thing that I've done that's been super helpful to recalibrate my own energy around this experience is focus on the feelings. When we go back to that second step of this process, where you're going to first of all, set your revenue goals, second of all, think about that future version of you and how she feels having created that result in her business, go into creating your vision board with those feelings in mind. You'll be astounded that you'll actually see photos that really reflect that feeling for you. And you'll see those literal words written on paper so that you can pull out, you can cut out those feelings and glue them onto your vision board. So I highly recommend, highly recommend this new process because it's been so, so satisfying, so fulfilling, and I've just really loved it. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what 2024 has in store for me and my business. And if you go out there and do this exercise, please, please, please take a photo of it and share it with me on your Instagram stories. I would love to see what you're going to create in your business and in your life in 2024. And as always, my friends, thank you so much for being here. Have the most amazing week. Drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables and get some sleep. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.